When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yes, welcome in Daily Vikings Entertainment. And we are live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel celebrating a man getting rich today. TJ Hawkinson. A man getting rich. A man whose back and ears probably feel better than they felt in a month today. TJ Hawkinson has signed an extension with the Minnesota Vikings. Judd is out at the practice facility. He just took in the Quasi and KOC 53-man roster and TJ Hawkinson sort of a recap press conference. So we'll get we'll get Judd's press conference notes. A shout-out to our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. It's a good day to be TJ Hawkinson. We have not seen the details of the contract yet. According to our good friend Tom Pelissero, he is slated to become one of the uh, most highly paid tight ends in the National Football League, Judd. So once we get those details, we can really dissect the contract and what it means. But Mm -hmm. uh, what what were your biggest takeaways here from the news and from the press conference? Well, I... I think the miracle is going to be the recovery of TJ from that ear problem that was so debilitating. And, and then, and then the here back we pro- go. And here then the back problem. I mean, the, I mean my God, the Holden is now done. No, I think it's great. And I, I think it's the, uh, the first of, you know, a few contracts that they probably hope to get done before the season, including if I, if they can, I think Justin Jefferson, but um, this is the logical move. I mean, TJ Hawkinson had an immediate impact when he joined the team in what week eight of last year with no practice time. I would have liked to seen him be able to work in team practice in training camp. I don't think that would have hurt him. In fact, I think it probably helps, but that being said, I don't think it's going to be a major sticking point. And um, you know, the Vikings identified a guy uh, made a hell of a trade with Detroit for him. And now we don't know exactly how long yet, but have locked him up. And uh, you know, I think this is, if we're going to dissect Quasi's moves, both draft picks and um, trades to date, I think that this is easily his best one. It's probably one, two, and three. And so it makes sense that TJ Hawkinson will now, I would guess, be spending, I'm guessing it's a three to five year contract. And he's going to be a huge part of a team that is now also clearly going to emphasize more 12 personnel. And I think he's going to be what the Vikings expected, which is a hybrid receiver slash tight end, which probably means I'm guessing he got paid pretty well because I'm guessing his agent and the hangup was the fact that you can't pay him like a normal tight end, the Travis Kelsey's and the Wallers 
and the um, Kittles and Hawkinsons are far more of a hybrid player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely not one of the top tier tight ends. But he, what is he? Twenty six years old, and he's and now he's 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 playing in this Kevin O'Connell system. And I I feel like there's another layer to his game that has yet to be unlocked. But um, this is the first. And by the way, I actually you know what someone pointed out that we were wrong the other day when we were when we were saying Quasey has been here for a year and a half. He hasn't handed out any contract extensions. What are we missing? C.J. Ham. Got a multi-year contract okay. extension. Okay. So uh, the disrespect to CJ Ham, we apologize for that. But this is in, in a in a complicated puzzle here, and I think it was Kevin Seifert at the press conference that asked Quasi, you know, is your is your next trick going to be a Justin Jefferson contract extension? And he kind of like leaned back in his chair. He's like, he kind of laughed. He's like, it ain't a trick. It's this is a complicated web of things. And so TJ Hawkinson is the first sort of Tetris piece to slide in. And now you're trying to figure out Jefferson next summer. It's going to be Darisaw. The Kirk cousins thing is still discussion. So there's a lot of with like the most important position. Some of these players, uh, Hawkinson's the first block, if you will. And we'll see if, if another one clicks before the season starts. Yeah. And I think to go down the uh, Justin Jefferson path on a contract extension, which is coming at some point here. And, you know, we, we know that there have been reports from months now, including from Doogie, that the team wants to get this done. Uh, Seifert's follow-up to uh, Quazy was important, which is, would you take this into the season? Because, you know, there's a lot of players and there's a lot of teams, but players especially are like, once the season starts, man, I don't want to hear about contracts. I don't want... Now, that doesn't mean Quazy's uh, representatives can't be negotiating, but a lot of players are like, just shut this thing down. So, and Quazy left the door open, and this is, again, going to be a, a, an interesting enough contract that I could see this getting done right before the season or into it. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that Quasi definitely left the door open a smidge that if this is not done September, um, September 9th, that that does not mean it couldn't be done at some point in September uh, or October. Yeah. Do you feel like people owe you an apology for the way that they responded to you probing and poking Hawkinson a couple weeks ago? Judd, you're just trying to stir up drama. Why are you asking him about his contract? Why, why, are you, why do you always assume that people are lying? You know, do, would you like to take a victory lap right now? You know, Sports Dad is a sports detective, okay? An investigator of sports. So I don't expect the fans out there to say, yeah, you know what? I, I knew... I knew what this was. Some of you definitely did and told me, and you were exactly right. But my job is to get to the bottom of things. My job is not to not to be, be like offended when, in fact, I've gotten some very nasty notes on Twitter of late. I just can't believe it about things that I have tweeted and or said facts. So you know what? Sports Dad is going to continue his investigations, and some of you don't like that. But that's okay. We're not supposed to all get along. That's how life is. It's great. So I think my my sense is that your radar was dialed in correctly, and I I don't doubt that he had some sort of ear infection. You know, maybe he was a little stiff a day at practice or something. But I think I think this was a classic hold in situation. I don't know. It's you know, Quasi was kind of asked about was there like a quid pro quo. I caught like the tail end of that question. And he's he kind of played dumb, like I mean I don't know. We just I trust the medical staff, whatever. 
Um, do, let me ask you this. Do you think the Vikings and Hawkinson were in on it together? Or do you think Hawkinson and his agent were like, hey, you know what? We, we're close enough on this thing. Let's not do anything stupid by, you know, blowing a knee out at practice. I think the Vikings were definitely um, co-conspirators. But I think it was I think the conspiracy was driven by Hawkinson, if that makes sense. So I don't think the Vikings objected strongly. But I think if the Vikings had their druthers, that he would have practiced. Like, I don't think there's any, at, at least from a coaching staff standpoint, if you're O'Connell, I don't think there's any way that you're saying, you know what, TJ, yeah, you go ahead and don't take part in team drills. Um, and my reference point for that is Justin Jefferson. Like, Justin Jefferson, you, Justin Jefferson could easily say, you know what, guys, um, team drills, I don't know until I get my second contract, right? But he's not. And, and he was going full tilt, and O'Connell loved it. So I think the Vikings were co-conspirators, but I don't think that they drove the conspiracy. I think Hawkinson was the primary guy to say, hey, you know what? Till this gets done, we're going to hang loose here, and I got an ear problem, and now I got a back problem. And, oh, miraculously, oh, happy day, I woke up from my, my mattress. In fact, I would mention one in particular if someone with a mattress company wants to Judd here for blank. Judd here for purple mattress. Purple mattress would be a great. I would love a a sleep Judd, but you know what? I think he woke up today and felt just fantastic. Yeah. So, okay. What else? uh, Unless you guys have any other thoughts on the TJ Hawkinson extension. I mean, once, once we get the contract information, then we can be like, Oh, where does it slot in? How does this, you know, cap ramifications, final thoughts on Hawkinson. Otherwise, what other things did you pick up on at that press conference um let's actually move on to more judd's tco performance notes because i because i think i think there's some stuff worth talking about so we now know um kanae wong who has a lower back problem so that was unclear until now um and o'connell did say it's a lower back issue he said that he is not going to put a timetable on this. It's interesting because in our scoop session that we recorded earlier on Thursday, Doogie said that the Wangwu camp was not pleased that he was placed on, on IR. And by the way, just to be very, very clear here, if Kane Wangwu had been placed on IR on cutdown day, his season would have been done. Because it was done a couple days after or a day after cutdown day, he must miss the first four games, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so it's a lower back problem. It sounds like uh, if the Wangu camp is un- unhappy, he's on IR. Clearly, they think he can come back before four games have passed. But just as importantly, too, it, sound, it sounds like from what O'Connell said that um, Ty Chandler is going to return kicks to start the season. He said Ty is going to return kicks. And that um, so Brandon Powell will return punts. And... He, my so the interesting point, and I wonder if this is why the Wangu camp is up, upset too. You know, as we sort of see this new kickoff rule unfold, and by the way, if you catch if you fair catch a kickoff now at the five yard line in an NFL game, the ball goes to the twenty five. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they're concerned his value is going to evaporate. What Wangu? Yeah, because it's like okay, I mean, he, yeah, be, because he might return a couple of kicks, but that's a roster spot. So I wonder if they're upset. That, that he is going to basically have four games where he can't play. And now, conversely, 
the Vikings can then say, you know what? That roster spot could go to X, Y, or Z. When you say like they would be upset, who is who is they? The Wong Wu. So, okay. so Doogie said that the Kane Wong Wu uh, camp, his people and his reps were not happy that he was placed on IR. He's been out all of training camp. I can't fault the Vikings, but yeah. I was trying to think why would they why would they be upset? And I think it's probably because he's going to miss four games, and you know through what essentially is almost a quarter of the season, there's a chance that the Vikings come back and say, "Hey, you know what, dude? We really don't miss you." So, like, this is where I don't want to get into. I'm I'm hearing now, like, you know, second or third hand through Doogie or whatever that the Wangu camp might not be through with this. And what I would say is, if that is the case, you've had your entire college career and you've had your first two years in the NFL to show that you can be a big part of the offense. All mm-hmm. the while, in both college and in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Both entities are trying to minimize, if not get rid of the thing that you are good at. Well, I would say this, like, I'm not I'm not trying to say that a guy should play through an injury that he can't. I, I, I hate, like, trying to dissect whether a guy's actually hurt or not. The Hawkinson thing was kind of obvious because it's just right. like a very obvious hold-in situation with his contract. Wongu right. isn't dealing with a contract situation, so I, I do have to believe that he was hurt enough to not participate in a month's worth of training camp. It's unfortunate. But you are a fringe. If you are just a kick returner in today's NFL, which he is, like he, to this point, he's just a kick returner. He does. He's not like a third down back. He's not a backup running back. I think they were trying to make that a thing throughout this off season. You saw him taking some first and second team reps. That he was very clearly before you know the back injury, the number two running back throughout like OTAs and mini camps, but. They didn't see enough. He didn't play in a preseason game. He didn't play in any joint practices. So it's like if you get down, hey, we got we got what is our fifty three? We got rid of Dalvin Cook, which we stand by. But can we trust Kane Wangu to be a huge part of the actual offense? And the answer has to be no. Like it has to be no. So putting to me, stashing him on IR is a good move for the Vikings because they now get to look at. Ty Chandler, who has been a part of the offense throughout the offseason, right? The guy got a bunch of carries in the preseason. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Dalvin Cook, but mm-hmm. they can use the first four weeks to gauge, okay, if we can get by with someone else as a kick returner and that person is also a backup running back or a backup receiver or whatever it is, Wongu probably doesn't come back to the roster, right? Like, even like he was the best kick returner in the league last year and he can house one at any time. He only right. returned 35 kicks in 17 games. Yeah. So I, I'm completely, I agree completely, which is this. If you, if you get hurt, because I do agree, it's probably if you know a guy is legit hurt and you don't know the extent, it's not fair to say, well, he has to come back. But it's also fair to say, guess what? That can cost you. Like this whole thing of, well, you shouldn't lo- lose your job because you're hurt. That's a bunch of garbage. If you're hurt, it gives other guys, especially if yeah. you're a fringe guy. I'm not saying if you're a star, but if you're a fringe guy, it gives other guys the, the opportunity to shine. Yeah. And Wang Wu also, just to play this out and speak of this from a Vikings perspective, you know, he was going to be given a shot for the first time in his career here to be a part of the offense, to be a substantial part. And he couldn't do it. Well, I'm not saying that, that, you know, he could have come back, but I am saying that the Vikings basically said, hey, here it is. Here's the opportunity. 
and he couldn't, and that's fine. But, you know, he is if he's taking up a roster spot now, it's probably roster spot 49 or 50. Yeah, and those are like, always going to be subject to change. And that's, you know what? That's how you win win games. And in fact, I asked Quasi about that because as well as the Hawkinson thing worked out and it worked and it's worked out fantastic. Um Ross Blacklock, who got cut, who was traded for and in a swap at draft picks as well. So it wasn't that big a deal with Houston last year. More importantly, Jalen Rager, who was cut on Wednesday and cost the Vikings two picks. And I said, as well as Hawkinson has worked out, what's your stance on cutting or, or what's the feeling on cutting guys who you basically have some, some in, or not some, you have an investment in. Yeah. They're not just street free agents. And the part of his quote that I wrote down is, we need to and we will keep taking risks. You can't look at individual players. What you have to look at is, I believe his term, if I'm not mistaken here, was you have to look at the whole portfolio. I love and the that. Port, and the yeah. portfolio. Investment, port, investing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. When I was in New York on on Wall Street. But anyway, his point was this is not going to, like, right, right or wrong, because I'm sure some folks don't agree with his philosophy, but his point was right or wrong, draft picks and guys I trade for, if they don't make it, they don't make it. Yep. It was a fair, it was, it was a, it was a great question by you, former lead Vikings beat writer, Star Tribune, startribune.com, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, and I thought it was a, he didn't like get offended by the question. It's, it's a worthwhile, Hey man, like you, you you took a couple shots on some guys and you're going to, they have to punt on a fifth round draft pick next year because Jalen Rager, or it would have been a fourth, even if he panned out. But, um, but I like I like his perspective on it when you people do. And we are probably guilty of this too. People get so caught up in like the big whiff, you know, like right now the San Francisco 49ers front office is getting pounded for the Trey Lance thing. And I think you know that decision in a vacuum deserves to get pounded because it's it's one of the all time epic. You 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 give up all these first round picks to move up. It's an epic failure of a personnel move, but that's just one of their bets that they placed. It was a big one, but look at the rest of that San Francisco portfolio over the course of five or six years. Like they nail so many stocks and decisions. So criticize. We can criticize the Jalen Rager thing. But I agree with Quasi. Overall, it's going to be a portfolio that, for him, in fairness, hasn't been fully formed yet. There are some like some some things in the draft section of the portfolio, right. and there's like a Jalen Rager thing over here. Like there's some there's some things that don't look right right now. But he deserves more than a year and a half for us to look at his portfolio from thirty thousand feet. Right? You nailed it. The draft portfolio to me is is the important thing. But if you're going to trade a fifth-round pick here and a sixth-round pick there or pick swaps, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But it's it's funny because I think what you're talking about, especially when, when we go to the Niners-Trey Lance thing, is I think we're talking about sort of how the old-school and new-school sports fan thinks, right? The old-school fan thinks you traded all of that to the Dolphins and look at all how, how those picks all are panning out and you got done. And then you're fortunate that you got lucky on last pick of the seventh round in Purdy. The new school sports fans like, well, yes, yes, that's bad. But that being said, the Purdy pick in their minds, not luck. Like they were more savvy and he mm-hmm. got to them and they took him and now he's starting. Yeah. And so I think it's a definite um, di- difference in how executives and sports fans of different generations think, because in the old days, the Niners talker is like, this could get everyone fired. 
And now yeah. they're, they're, they're like, oh, no, 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 we whiffed. But the other thing, too, is, do you know, in the old days, Trey Lance would have been kept around San Francisco forever. He'd still be there right, right now. But it also depends on who your owner is, because I think I think people who are reasonable look at San Francisco and say, wow, that's an epic failure. But yeah, overall, like, holy cow, what a rock solid organization and roster. But and I think their I think their ownership group feels that way too. But there are some owners in the NFL that are knee jerk where if you whiff oh, that yeah. badly on a quarterback pick, especially, mm-hmm. it's over for you. I could see a scenario where the Niners, you know, if if they get burned at the quarterback spot or they a couple guys get injured and they win eight games and miss the playoffs, like could I see it maybe like John Lynch is on the chopping block? But real quick, one last thing on the like the running back, Kene Wangu and Ty Chandler thing. So I, I was just looking this up. We all know that Wangu is lightning fast, right? As a kick returner. He's a he's a track star basically who ran a four three thirty uh, a four three forty yard dash at the combine or at a pro day or whatever it was. So I remember Ty Chandler also being fast out of college, but I couldn't remember what his 40 time was. Dude, Kane Wangu ran a 4.32, which is blazing. Mm-hmm. Ty Chandler ran a 4.38.40 at the 2022 combine. So there, Wangu might be a touch faster in open space. Now there's more to returning kicks than like just straight line speed. So I'll give Wangu at this point, Wangu clearly has that vision and knows how to set up the blocks and stuff. But, but if I, so you're telling me I get a guy in Ty Chandler who's just as fast in, in the open field, basically, and also has more running back skills that the Vikings trust, man, it's going to be, and my, my official stance on this is I would love for Wangu's skills to translate to him being like the third running back. We've been salivating over that for two years, right? Man, what if you could, the things that he's doing on kickoffs, what if you could find a sub package of plays, a screen pass? Straight up, yeah. like lining up in the backfield, could you make red, something work? Red zone plays. Right. Yes, you're right. And it's just like to this point, it hasn't happened. But but I I was surprised to see Ty Chandler is basically just as fast as Kane Wangu in the open field. So Vikings okay. fans, that might be something to keep an eye on here. All right. The next note we have captains. We have team yeah, captains no. as voted upon by the players, of course. All right. Captain number one, it's Kirk Cousins. A unanimous pick, except for one ballot. Kirk Cousins doesn't vote for himself. He oh, left himself my off. quarterback. Everybody that's leadership. That's my, that's my so quarterback. Matthew Stafford can't identify with his teammates because they're on their phones all the time, and Kelly Stafford's all mad. The Cousinses are just so happy. Things are going well here. Dude, it's amazing. Isn't that great? Listen, guys, I'm not going to vote for myself, even though I know, I know you're all going to vote for me. I'm going to... Yep put the team before myself i'd like to see cousins ballot is he going to unveil his ballot probably cj ham cj ham cj ham (laughs) it's definitely not ezra cleveland and ed ingram we know that (laughs) exactly um (sighs) captain two for the first time ever justin jefferson he Mm -hmm. actually was not a captain last year i'm almost positive Thielen was so he's Mm -hmm. essentially going to replace him but justin jefferson a, a first time captain this will be I think 2022 will be the last time that Justin Jefferson, as as long as he's a Viking, uh, will not be a captain because this will start a long run of him being a captain. Brian O'Neill, back as a captain. Okay. Harrison Smith, same thing. Jordan Hicks, again, a stabilizing force. I, I would call him a stabilizing influence <laughs> on the defense and 
in the locker room, a captain. Daniil Hunter, captain six. C.J. Ham, captain seven. And the last one, this guy who was uh, named a captain late last season when Brian O'Neill got hurt. And Brian O'Neill went to the head coach and said, I think you should appoint this guy in my place, Josh Metellus. Yeah. So those are your That's eight a good captains. group, man. That's a good good group of captains. What do, aside from just like going out for the coin toss once in a while, what do, do they have? Mike Zimmer used to have like a leadership group. Yeah, they I don't know do if that. it was just captains or if it was veterans. Are there yeah. like special private? Is there like a handshake, a special handshake or something? I think they meet. I think they meet. This goes back to Childress. Childress had captains, or, or actually, he called it a what, Phil? He called it a a veteran council, a, yeah. a veteran le- leadership Committee council. Or something, I don't yeah. think they called it captains at the time, but anyway, um, I think that they they meet with O'Connell. In fact, O'Connell in talking about th- these guys referenced the fact that this group helped him improve as a coach last year. So I think that they meet and I think that they hash things out. I mean, it's smart. Um, but yeah, so Josh Metellus, who who I do think he's going to play enough to substantiate this too. Um, but I just think that shows like how respected Metellus is. And I'm telling you, he's super smart. He is a super smart player. Hey, what did uh, I heard the tail end of an answer to about, or, or O'Connell kind of volunteered himself uh, talking about getting five defensive backs on the field and getting comfortable playing three safeties. And then Quasey kind of chimed in and said, well, a couple of those safeties have a lot of experience playing cornerback, high-level cornerback college football. What was uh, what was the entry point to that? Did they confirm that they're going to be putting three safeties on the field oh, on a regular basis? Or uh, No, the entry point was a question about the fact that they kept six safeties. Yeah. And and I think that they're they're playing the entire time up until the end of camp was to keep five. So the question was how difficult was the decision or how did you arrive at keeping six safeties and O'Connell's and, and he's right. Like that's the thing is Bryant Flores is going to use three three safeties are going to basically be starters. And three cornerbacks are going to basically be starters. And so so like we six safeties, but it's really in my opinion, it's this. It's th- uh, three guys are going to play a ton. Five safeties deserved it. And and as we talked about, Lewis Seen was going nowhere. Oh, so you're saying the other five deserved it and Lewis Seen yes, is, Lewis is Seen under is not, contract. If Lewis wow. Seen was a guy, wow. if Lewis Seen was a sixth-round pick, he, he, he might make the team for special teams. But I'm saying he was going to make it. And he's a first-round pick. He needs to make it. Yeah, And he still might be fine. I don't know. But the five, but the five guys that they kept along with seen are all. I mean, Theo Jackson, if he had been waived, he would be on a fifty-three right now. Yeah. Yep. So well, and but this is the right defense to be keeping that amount of defensive backs. We'll yes. we'll see what it looks like in two or three weeks from now. Yes. But they're going to be running a lot of stuff. A lot of those defensive backs are going to be up at the line of scrimmage. You're going to see them. Very active. Uh, We're going to continue here with Judd's notes from Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. But uh, let's shout out our friends at Livia. It's been been two years. Livia has been a great partner for us here on Purple Daily. And uh, there's been several Purple Daily and Scornorth listeners that have experienced a lot of weight loss thanks to our friends. As Phil just said, including Sports Dad, because uh, a couple of years ago, I took off 40 pounds. The guy on the left became the guy on th- the right. And it was all thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, who, by the way, have now been for the last three years. So it's a hat trick. The uh, best weight loss program 
three years in, in a row in the entire state. 14 years of changing lives, and that means that there's an offer on the table, much like TJ Hawkinson, an offer on the table, and he signed, well, if you want to lose weight, sign up now. You're going to get three months free. That's right, three months for free on a program that I can tell you right now works. You're going to be dropping weight, and then guess what? I mean, three months free. That's fantastic. These people will do are the best at it in the entire state. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Sign that contract now and start to shed those unwanted pounds. Hey, our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine are uh, not only helping you at the end of summer here, which, I mean, let's these these people who freak out about summer being over this weekend, okay? It's going to be like 100 degrees next week. We got, we got a month of summer. So the Bennington pontoons. Also, if you're looking ahead further into the football season, Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles, a lot of fun toys for the adults, Judd. Oh, absolutely. And look at that, too. I mean... Uh... Talk about the key to life, especially in this state where the sports teams are stressful. Throttle therapy, right, Phil? Throttle therapy is the absolute key. You know, while the twins... T-squared. We call it T-squared around here. Twins melt down, then then they come back, and and you're like, oh, my gosh. And then the Vikings start, and, and you're all concerned about that. You go out on a Bennington... Throttle therapy is going to put your mind at ease on a beautiful day. And that's the thing. It's going to be the kids are going to be back at school. It's going to be 100 degrees. You know what? Let the kids go back to school. You get out there on that Bennington and enjoy. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. And also, you know, so we're celebrating uh, TJ Hawkinson being a filthy rich man. We don't know how rich yet because we haven't seen the guarantees. He looks like you might spot him at Renaissance Festival. I'm just going to say it, okay? Yeah, and that is does. not a knock. He looks like an actual Viking. Beer, food, Vikings, jousting. Does that sound good to you? The Minnesota Renaissance Festival is here. 16 stages of exciting entertainment and delicious food. The giant turkey legs, by the way. I've had those before. They're fantastic. 50 games, rides, and attractions. Over 250 artisans and shops throughout the festival. Um, and by the way, through the Score North app, we're giving you guys, Score North listeners, a chance to win tickets, a four-pack to Bold North Adventure Weekend. So uh, all you have to do is download the Score North app. It's free. Open it and go to Listener Rewards, and you'll have a chance to win. Uh, the Renaissance Festival is an absolute blast and a staple here in the state of Minnesota. Weekends, Labor Day, and Festival Friday through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com. For discount tickets, parking passes, park and ride options, and more. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, back to back to Judd's notes from Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Uh, so, good news. It sounds like uh, Brian Asamoah is fine, too. He's, he's going to be set um, for the opener. But when Seifert asked O'Connell about, like, who's going to be there? Who's, who's going to be? I believe his exact question was, who's going to be on the field when the game starts September 10th? O'Connell sort of deferred, sort of deflected a bit, and I think what we're going to see is I think they're I think Ivan Pace Jr. and Asimov are both going to play. Yeah, I also, 
Yeah, and I also think Jordan Hicks is going to come out at times. So yeah, he's old. Yeah. So he's I think it's I think it's very fair to say this. I think a lot of components um, of this defense, especially uh, the front and the linebackers, we're going to see multiple guys in waves. And I think the linebackers, I think at some point you are going to see the linebackers. There's going to be a dime package. You're going to see the linebackers come off and you're going to have one left and you're going to have the rest will, will be defensive backs. And don't forget my contention is, and it was pretty obvious, I think, in training camp practices, that Brian Flores likes to use his safeties at, and linebackers as sort of interchangeable parts. Yeah. And so Josh Metellus is going to, at times, look like a linebacker. So I, do, I, think it's, I think it's very fair to say that O'Connell was not trying to be secretive. I just think that this team is going to roll out a lot of different packages and personnel packages and Asamoah and Pace and Hicks are all going to play. And I won't be surprised if they all play quite a bit. Yeah. There's no reason to, I think we've all been kind of wringing our hands over, you know, who's going to win the other starting linebacker job. Is it Asamoah or is it Pace? Well, there's no reason not to just rotate them. You don't really know anything about either of them in actual NFL games. They have no experience. Asamoah played very limited snaps. So just if it were me, I'd have I'd have Hicks out there for like seventy five percent of the snaps. You know he's old in football terms, so give him a little breather. And then I would have Asamoah and Pace kind of rotating in to fill the other the other snaps. We have the numbers on the Hawkinson contract. Oh boy! Oh for boy! Adam Schefter, Get your calculators. If if we have our sounders, can we please sound the breaking news sounder? So my okay, hold on a second. So my Don't. sound bar went to crap, but my <laughs> but my audio does work. So I just need to dig okay. through my folders here. Hold on a second. That's okay. I, I will get it for you. Okay, thank you. Where's our breaking news? Uh, let's try this folder. Uh, oh, here we go. We got it. Wait, wait for it. Got it. Wait for it. Oh, there we go. Hold on. I'll do this old school. This Justin T.J. Hawkinson contract news has broken, and ladies and gentlemen, it is a big, big contract. It is Very a whopper. Impressive. Adam Schefter reporting just now ESPN that T.J. Hawkinson is signing a four-year, $68.5 million extension that resets the entire tight end market. Sources tell ESPN the $17.125 million annual average and $42.5 guaranteed are the highest for a tight end in NFL history. Oh, man. Not that anyone cares about this. I said $45 million or more on Write That Down for a guarantee. You said 42 and a half. I get Yeah. So 42 and a half. That means I'm just pulling up the other tight ends in the National Football League so here. Surpassed Darren Waller of well, the Giants. Right. Uh, it, it, well, George George Kittle has the highest guarantee, I believe. Okay. So his current contract includes forty million dollars in guarantees, and then Waller at seventeen million a year is the average annual leader. So what is it? It's a four year sixty eight. Yeah, sixty eight and a half, with forty two and a half guaranteed. Sixty eight and a half divided by four, so it's seven, yep seventeen point one. I love these agents. So Darren Waller is at seventeen million. And now T.J. Hawkinson's at seventeen point one million dollars average annual value. So he Neil is now Gorich. in all categories. It is the big in terms of like length of contract. Kittle's was seventy five million dollars total. So this one comes. So so he takes the average annual value title. He takes the total guarantee title, but he's still second to George Kittle in terms of the total value of the contract championship. 
It's a pretty good day at the office, though, for the Hawkinson family. That is how you get your back to feel much better. <laughs> you can hire a lot of chiropractors yeah, and exactly. uh, physical therapists. For... Feeling real good today, Coach. <laughs> so, hey, before we get to a random Viking of the Week here, any other notes from perusing around the press conference and the practice facility today, Judd? No, I think that's it. I think I have exhausted Judd's TCO performance notes for the day. Awesome. Let's give Judd's been on the scene. He's been on the ground reporting on this TJ Hawkinson stuff here, asking TJ the tough questions at practice, much to the chagrin of people that don't want drama. Nice job, Judd. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be singing a different tune today. I bet that frown will be turned upside down. TJ Hawkinson will be very happy. He might he might slam a beer or two, I think, in celebration. I could see I could see TJ slamming a beer or two. I absolutely could. I think you should. So, all right, boys, I have a random Viking of the week for you. All right. All right. So we did, we did sneak one in for, uh, for our live. It was at the state fair. We did one, but it was for only those in attendance. It was a stage show. Bobby Brister. And I got it. Bobby Brister. I beat Declan, but um, it's still, I, I, it's, Based on like the Lido Shepherd thing, I st- I have one that's been put together, so I'm it's still my turn okay. to put you guys against each other. I'm gonna hide the uh, comments. Oh yeah, okay. good yeah, no cheating. Okay, I do too. So all time, Judd has 57 wins, and Declan has 28. I have 12. Now I didn't start playing until a few months ago. In fairness, in the new era where all three of us are playing against each other. Judd has five wins. I have four, and Declan has two. The last handful of random Vikings of the week are Bubby Brister, Lito Shepard, Asher yeah. Allen, Jim McMahon, and Mike Tomlin, a coach. That was me. Nice job. So I'm going to give you guys a series of clues. You get up to three incorrect guesses each before you are eliminated. I'm curious to see if people in the comments... Can I, I can look at the comments, right? You can. Yeah, you can. Yep. I just have mine. Yeah. Nice here. I want to see if anyone gets it before you guys. They did I don't know if I'll be able to. They're yeah, going they kind of fast. Week. The Leo Shepard one. We, mm-hmm. we were of course, like party. people people in the comments can be Googling and stuff. So we'll see. You guys are you guys are a bunch of cheaters in the comments section. Yeah. Why are you going to rip our cheaters? audience? They I love our it. audience, but they're you know, a bunch of, bunch of cheaters. We don't know that. So um, dumb. here we go. Okay. Here's the first clue. Trying to see how quickly you guys get there. This could this could go a long time, or it could be very quick. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. This random Viking of the week is a four-time all-academic in the Mountain West Conference, or was I should say, four-time all-academic team Mountain West Conference. It's a smart guy. This random Viking. Had six career touchdowns in the National Football League. This random Viking had two different stints with the Vikings. He knows the answer, but he can't speak English. Let's see if anyone's got in the comments section here. Let's see. Uh, there's some names in here. I don't I don't see any correct answers. 
this random Viking currently has 272,000 Instagram followers. That's a lot of Instagram followers. Six career touchdowns. Nope, it's not him. Right. This okay. random Viking was undrafted. West. This random Viking played in 67 career NFL games. Some of these guesses are hilarious. Anyone get it yet or no? Uh, I don't see a correct answer in here yet. <laughs> Ziggy Wilf. Cliff Tang guesses Ziggy Wilf. Undrafted from the Mountain West. Technically, Ziggy Wilf. Since we're doing coaches, I guess technically Ziggy Wilf would be available. Undrafted. Okay, this random Viking's ex-wife, if you thought 272,000 Instagram followers was a lot, his ex-wife has 3 million Instagram followers. Ex-wife? Mm-hmm. 3 million. Mackie's, uh, Mackie's mom, Kevin says. My Hank, mom passed away. Hank, Hank basket. basket. Hank Basket. I had it. I had it. Hank Basket. I, I had it. Hank- I, I said, had. I said Hank Basket. I said Hank Basket. No. I said Hank Basket. No. You said Hank, and I said Hank Basket. I said Hank Basket. I said Hank Basket. Oh, we have to review the tape. This. Just, this you said this, Hank, and I said Hank Basket. This happened one other time on Random Viking with Reese Lloyd, where Judd. But I said it quicker than Declan did it, I, and, I and you gave me Judd Reese, and started you saying Reese yeah, Lloyd, I said and Reese, I and you said Reese in. Lloyd. He said Hank, I and it. I said Hank Basket. He was De- Declan started saying it first, which is what happened with Reese Lloyd. You're right. But did Judd finish? Oh my God, this is controversial. To, I don't know what to do. I we almost, a, we we need lawyer Chase. I think we need, lo- very, we need lawyer Chase for this. I would be willing to negotiate a settlement <laughs> and say it's a draw, but I'm not giving up the point. But I'm, I'm, we've never had a draw. At the very least, it's a draw, or at the worst, it's a draw, and I'd be willing to take a draw. Because Declan said Hank. Commenters said are Hank saying Basket. Declan has it. Declan started saying it first. You said, yeah, you said Hank, and I said Hank. I Basket. said Basket oh, as man. Phil was saying something about And this guy moms. says Judd got it. Sorry, Dex. Judd had it. Judd had the full name first. I think that's what happened. I think Declan started saying it first. That's what happened with Rick Floyd. We might have to put this clip on social, too, to just, to get, just to get the... Yeah. We need to get I would people's be willing, thoughts. In all seriousness, I'd be willing to call this a draw. Because it was that close. I don't know that. Okay, listen. You're the but, one that's you're the one that's like on trial here. You guys. I don't know that you get. I think okay. this has to go to lawyer Chase. Okay. Uh, so if, as as I the interpreted this, pre- the Reese Lloyd precedent gives it to me. The, the, but this is why we need instant replay too. Okay, which we do have. By the way, we are we are capturing this content. We can go back and consume it. What happens when? And we have to we have to go back and look at the Reese Lloyd tape because I think it's was the it? same thing. You started saying Reese, and I said Reese Lloyd before yep, you finished. You yep. Oh man, this is brutal. And, and we've got here like yeah, it's split. <laughs> it is very split in the comment section. 
do it. It says do another one to break the tie. But no, but like another one would just be another game. We need to. We need a winner of this game. I. We have. I have it. I have it. <laughs> oh, you're already watching it back. Okay, can you? Okay, let's hear. It. Is there any way you can put this on the screen here? Hold on a second. Here, Dex, put it up. This is so janky. Declan literally has a laptop. Okay, let's hear it. Can you go full screen on that and just put it up the screen? Uh, potentially. <laughs> this is amazing. People are calling Judd a poor loser, by the way. Mackie's mom, Kevin says. My mom passed away. Egg basket. Egg basket. Oh, it's Declan. It's Declan. Can we play it again? Can you do it again? Play it again. We almost need to slow it down. Okay, here we go. One more time. Mackie's mom, Kevin says. My mom passed away. Egg basket. Egg basket. Oh, it's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. Hank can't count. It has to be Hank basket. It's a tie. Dude, it is a tie. It is a tie. It is at the wire. It's a tie. One more time, Dex. We got to do it one more time. I don't think you're going to be able to because we both say basket at the exact same he, time. Then. He says Hank first, but then you both Hank say count. basket at the same time. It has to be the full name. Yes, because yes. Reese Lloyd's at the president. mom, Kevin says. My Hank, mom passed away. Hank basket. Hank basket. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a tie. This is unprecedented. Okay. We we need to we first of all we need to get lawyer Chase involved. This is why he's on retainer. Okay, <laughs> exactly. And, and we, by the way, a lot of billable hours for the company. We, <laughs> well, we're, we're going to put this off to the side here. This is the absolute <laughs> closest finish in the history of random Viking of the week, and we will we'll just have to get back to you when lawyer Chase <laughs> is done reviewing. Unprecedented. I hate having a draw. But at the end of the day, like you have to say the full we, name of the player, and we cross the finish line at the Judd, same time. It was like like Declan kind of like was running across the finish line, but Judd was just flying down the backstretch. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Amazing. Judd was flying down the backstretch like Maya Mackey when she hears that it's time. And by the oh. way, it's getting close now. She's doing this thing now where it's like mad? very obviously an hour before she's supposed to have her scheduled meal, and she just like. It's time now. It's time now because she loves Nutrisource. Nutrisource chicken and rice. Oh, so does Stella. Stella does too. In fact, Stella just texted and said, damn it, Pop Pop, it's time for me to eat my Nutrisource. And by the way, you won. And I said, you know what, Stella, that's why I love you. I'm going to rush home and feed her her Nutrisource, not to mention her training rewards traits. Look at that little girl right there. Huh? Huh? She's a good one. There he is, a Vinster just hanging out. Vinny. Oh, we got a live, a live Vinny. He's not excited by this tie. He's like, whatever. Yeah, you well, guys are boring. A tie because I won. No, there is no tie. Wow, there, dude. People. Some people are saying Judd is right for once. Some people are saying Judd well, is a disgrace. I mean, the opinions are all over the place here. The right re, the Reese. If we are going to use lawyer chase the reese lloyd is the only precedent that we have and i gave you reese and you and phil said reese lloyd phil stole it from me now some people are saying did we okay i'm assuming that you don't have it i I said hank basket simultaneously uh i do not have it because some people are saying now that the judd might have said basket first i'd have to hear it again hank basket well you did you said hank basket but you might have said basket first no, Declan Lawyer said Chase. Hank. Lawyer Chase will be. And I it. said Hank Basket. But okay. then Declan said Basket. I, I agree it's a tie. <laughs> I'd go for that. But the Reese Lloyd thing set the – because I gave you Reese, and you jumped me 
and got re- and said Lloyd. Yeah. And you and won. by the way, you saying Reese did trigger it for me, but I said it first. So no, I know. That's but that's my point break. is so if it's a tie, it's a tie. That's NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Also, a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated can't help us settle disputes within our show, but they can help protect your business with risk management tools and resources to uh, to keep your business smooth sailing. It's like having a great offensive line protecting your business. Federated's been around for over 100 years. You can find a full list of industries that they work with, and uh, and you can find your marketing representative as well. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Yeah, Declan <laughs> said Hank, and then they both said Hank Basket. I mean, this is... This is one of the great photo finishes in the history of podcasting. Incredible. And someone says here, Judd only got it because Declan started it. But that doesn't matter. If that's the that's case, what happened it, to it doesn't matter. Yep. It, it triggers something. Yep. You got to be quick. Yeah, because then you, if that was the rule, then you would have to give me Reese Lloyd. But it's yeah. not the rule. No, it's not the rule. Amazing. Because uh, if we made the rule like, well, if you start an answer, but then you could just stall the whole time and be like, oh, is it uh, Bob? While you yeah. think and hold court, right? So this is great. Right. God, this is fun. We'll see what people your chase too. has to say about it here. Controversy here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Hank Basket, <laughs> I won. <laughs>